Well, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code, and on today's episode, we have a request, and today's request is about how to calculate series and parallel circuits. Now, the requester asked me to do this in a podcast, and I struggled with this because I It's one of those things that it's easier to show in a video. And so I determined that I'm going to do a video on it. And in that video, I'll show series parallels and combinations of series and parallel calculations um, as part of exam prep. But what he wanted was something, you know, riding in the car he can listen to, that he basically had an understanding of what a series and a parallel circuit look like. And, and so he... He said, "Can you?" He challenged me to come up with a way to explain it using visualization by audio interpretation. How you like that? So, hopefully, I can convey the message. And for you now, I'm going to talk about some things that if you need to pause the audio, go look up different charts like a pie chart or an EIR chart, uh, kind of your Ohm's wheel type of scenario. Uh, to help you out because there are basic formulas. There's about 12 basic formulas that we use, really, when it comes to Ohm's wheel calculations. Uh, we're trying to solve for power or voltage or amperes or ohms or, you know, what lot, what not. So, uh, and wattage, you know what now. So, you need those kind of those formulas. Now, you can kind of commit them to memory, remembering that the EIR chart is E over I times R. Uh, meaning that the E is divided into I or divided into R, depending on what you're trying to solve for. Or the PIE pie chart is P over I over uh, over E. And you simply block out whichever one that you're trying to solve for, whichever the one that's missing. Uh, and you take what values you actually have there, and you can actually solve the equation. Now, I guess I should start with that then. Uh, there's two different types of formulas that we use. Uh, and they're referred to as Ohm's Law Wheels. Now, you can get an Ohm's Law Wheel that is very complex. I mean, it shows all of the potential formulas. Uh, or you can get a very simple one when you're taking an exam. Just, just draw a circle and then draw a straight line through the middle of it. And then from the middle, draw a line straight down so that you have uh, half of a pie on top. Half, think of a pie. Half of the pie on top is half, and then the bottom part is two quarters. Okay, kind of like a take a circle and draw a line through the middle and draw a line down from the middle. So you're creating a T, if you will, uh, from the middle down. Uh, and the same thing with the EIR chart. You have an E on the, you, you take a circle and you draw the same kind of pie chart. You kind of draw a line straight through the middle of the pie. And then from the middle, you draw a line straight down. And on the left side, you put an E. On the right side, you put an R. And on the top, the bigger half of the pie, you put the E. Okay, so whether it's a pie chart or an EIR chart, uh, you just, you're, you're, you're just replacing the different values. Okay. All right, so I'm going to assume you know what those are because it's kind of hard to do that in an audio. Uh, but if you don't, go out there and get you an Ohm's wheel chart, and it'll make your life a lot simpler in trying to understand these concepts that we're going to talk about today. All right, so when you do these little pie charts, you basically need to have at least two known values to solve an unknown value. Now, even when I give you a series circuit or a parallel circuit with resistive loads in here, You might have to do a couple steps in order to, I mean, I might give you the voltage and I might give you the resistance. Now, if I know those two values, I can calculate any given point uh, at the resistors, whether it's the voltage drop, 
or what have you. And so I can do all of that with depending on the values. Now, if I'm taking an exam, uh, just to remind you that they've got to give you these values. Now, you might have to do a little bit of, they're going to add a, ask you for a value that it's going to require you to maybe do one or two steps. Okay. So I'm going to give you some tips on understanding because when you're taking the exam, there'll be, there'll be a certain number of calculations. And I've talked to many of you before when I said in taking an exam, you do it in multiple waves. And when it comes to the calculations, you really uh, kind of skip over those in that first wave. You answer what you know, and then you move on from there. And we have a whole you know, video and audio series explaining how to prepare for an exam. I'm trying to show you some basic calcs here. But uh, if I can get you to answer some of these basic Ohm's Law type of questions, um, then, you know... You don't need to get every one of the math questions right in order to pass your exam. Now, some states are going to dual exams where you have to, you know, get a pretty good score on the calculations also to pass. Um, again, but when it comes to Ohm's Law and things like that, you rarely use it unless you're in the PV industry and you're you're dealing with PVs where you got the different strings that are going and they're all in parallel. And, of course, in the parallel, your your current is additive. Uh, that type of thing, and um, you know, and when you're dealing with series, uh, like with batteries, and, and, and a, they're you know, end to end, then your voltage is additive and things like that. So that I mean that's really where you'd use this. In in wiring, most electricians aren't going to deal with this that often, except maybe you got a lot of luminaires in a, in, a, in a house or something, and you're trying to find out using Watt's law to try to find out what the total amps are going to be. So you might do that, but that's usually going to be designer does that. You're not going to do too much of that. But anyway, we want to show you how to do it. So I'm going to give you some tips here today that might help you out. So first one we're going to talk about is a series circuit. It's pretty simple. Uh, and I'm going to draw a visual picture for you. Uh, I want you to think of the letter U. Just think of a U. Uh, like uh, U is like an umbrella. Uh, and the two sides represent... Each one of them has a resistance, and of course the bottom base has a resistance. Okay, so we have three resistance uh, resistors in this U shape. Okay, the very top of the U is the source voltage coming in. So on one side you've got a given amount of resistance, and on the base you got a given amount of resistance, and on the other side going back up to the source you have a given amount of resistance. In our example, we're going to use 4 ohms on one side, the base is 2 ohms, and then the other side of the U is 6 ohms. Okay, Now that is a complete circuit. Okay, That's a series circuit. goes down one side, across the bottom, and back up the other side. So if you were writing this out, you do the U, and then on one side you're just going to write, uh, put a 4 on one side and a 6 on the other side, and then you're going to put a 2 ohms at the bottom. Okay. Now I want to talk to you about some givens. You know that you have to understand that in a series circuit, current flows from the voltage source, whatever that was. In our case, we'll use 120 volts, uh, but it flows from the source through every part of the electrical device that is in that single path before it actually returns to the actual voltage source. So it's going to go through everything and then back. Okay. So if you kind of think about that in a regular non-metallic sheath cable. It's going to go out on the black wire, uh, in you know, talking in theory of how we're doing it here. Uh, we'll go out on the black wire, which is going to have resistance. It's going to go through whatever the load, let's say it's an incandescent lamp, whatever that load be, and then it's going to come back on the neutral. 
Okay, completing that circuit. So then that neutral is going to have some type of resistance in there. Okay, so you could actually calculate all that out. All right, so a couple things. That's so that is a a uh, a single path that the the voltage is going to leave and then come back. Okay, so it's constant through. It's going to actually flow through the entire uh, part of the circuit. Now remember, there's a couple principles that we want to remember here when we start doing basic calculations. We're going to try to keep it basic because this is a podcast. Uh, the resistance is additive. Remember that with series circuits. So if I have a 4 ohm, a 6 ohm, and a 2 ohm, you simply add them up. The resistance is always going to be additive in a series circuit. Now, current remains the same throughout the circuit. So once we do the calculation and determine what the current is, and we'll go through this process, uh, current in amperes is going to remain the same throughout the entire circuit. So that's a value that we're going to use. Don't forget that when you're doing a series circuit calculation, that once you determine that current, it's going to be the same in all of your calculations, especially when you're doing voltage drop across each resistor. Okay, So current stays the same. Now voltage is going to be additive. So when we determine what the voltage drop is at each one of these resistive points, cumulatively it's going to add up to what the voltage source is. So just remember that, that voltage is additive when it comes to a series circuit. Okay. When it comes to parallel circuits, the voltage remains the same throughout the entire circuit, but I don't want to jump too far ahead. All right, now, voltage sources is the actual sum of the voltage drops across all the res each resistor. Okay, so it's the total sum of all the voltage drops, and we'll show you how you do that. And then lastly, when we're dealing with power, power is what it is. Each one of these has a power consumption at each resistive point. So power is considered to be additive. And just to remind you that being it is what it is, even in a parallel circuit, the power is also additive. It is what it is. It's the power that's being consumed in the circuit. Now, the formula that we use for a series circuit is pretty simple. <clears throat> it's basically, if you've got three resistive loads that we're talking about, it's represented by an R with a 1, a 2, or a 3, depending on if you have three loads, you can have R1, R2, and R3. So if I was doing that in our example, it would be RT, which is the total resistance, is equal to R1 plus R2 plus R3, because I told you that, that the resistance is actually additive in this case, right? So it is additive. Now in our example, we had R1, which we're going to use as 4 ohms, and R2 is 2 ohms, and then R3 is going to be 6 ohms for our example. Now, so the first question in an exam, it might ask you is, uh, and you hope this is as simple as it gets, they ask you what is the total resistance of the circuit? Well, that would be simple. 4 plus 2 plus 6 equals 12 ohms. That would be your total ohms because it is a series and we said that it was additive. Now, if they want to know, um, they will say, well, we talked about the current remains the same. But now we have to take the things that we know and do the calculation. And we, we know using our, our EIR wheel that if we know what the ohms are or the resistance is and we know what the voltage is, then on that little chart you'll see that since we're, we're trying to solve for the current, uh, then we're going to simply take the actual voltage and divide it into the ohms. And, and basically you get that on that little chart by simply using your thumb and you cover up the uh, the value I and all it leaves you is the E over R. And that's just kind of E divided by R. 
So basically what you're going to have is 120 volts divided by 12 ohms, and that is 10 amperes. Now, what else did we tell you earlier? That once we know what the amperes are, from this point on, it stays constant. It's the same throughout the circuit, okay? That is your load. I mean, that is your actual amp current. Uh, shouldn't say load. That is, your, you know, we could argue that, but we'll just say 10 amps is actually the actual current of this circuit based on the resistances that we have here. All right, now, we said that voltage is additive. So now we needed to try to determine what the voltage is or the voltage drop is at each one of these resistance points. Now we did say it was additive, so at the end of the day it's all going to add up to 120 volts, but how is the voltage drop change across each resistance point? So that's pretty simple because we already now have those values that we established. First of all, we know that the amps are going to be 10 amps, so that stays constant. Okay, And we know what the resistance is at each one of these points because we already knew that from the the beginning when they gave us the, the calculation or the drawing, it said four, uh, 4 ohms at resistance 1, 2 ohms at resistance 2, and 6 ohms at resistance 3. So if we want to find the voltage drop, we're using our uh, EIR uh, chart again. It's pretty simple. What are we solving for? Well, we're looking for the voltage. So what is that? We, we cover up the E, so that would be I times R. So we know that the I is 10 amps. Now we know the first resistor is 4 ohms, so it's 10 times 4 equals 40 volts. So the voltage drop at that first uh, R1 resistor is actually 40 volts. Now on to the second one. 10, uh, which is our amps, times 2, which is what the ohms were, equals 20 volts. So we have a 20 volt drop at that part. Okay, So that's the part we have there. Uh, so here, let me make sure I... Get this off. All right, so we have 20 ohms, uh, 20 volts of voltage drop at resistance two. And now we need to do the third one, which was six ohms. So that again, it's the 10 amps times six ohms equals 60 volts. So the voltage drop across R3 is going to be 60 volts. Now, what did we say that voltage is additive? So we add R1 the volts plus R2 volts plus R3 volts equals 120 volts. And of course that does equal what our source voltage was. So that rings true, okay, in a series circuit. Now, the next thing we want to do is, okay, we've determined it. We found out a lot here. We know it's a 10 amp circuit based on the resistance that we had in it. We know exactly what the voltage drop is at each one of these resistive points. Now I want to know what the total power is. And we told you that it was additive. But we have to plug in what we know. Now what do we know when we look at that wheel, which is the, uh, the pie chart? If we want to find out what that is, and you just get your trusty chart, is you cover up the P, and it would be I times E. So it's simply, in this case, we know that I is is uh, 10 amps. So the first one was 40 volts. We already did this earlier when we did the voltage drop. So you're doing each one of the resistances because that's where the actual consumption is taking place at the resistance point. So it'd be 40 times 10 is 400 watts. The other one was uh, uh, 20 at the resistance two. So 20 times 10 is 200 watts. And then of course the last one was 60 volts uh, at the R3, so that's 60 times 10, and that's 600 watts. Again, watt is additive, so you're going to add 
the watts of R1 plus the watts of R2 plus the watts of R3, which we said was 400, 200, and 600, that's going to equal 1,200 watts. So the total power consumption for this circuit, this series circuit, is 1,200 watts. But we even know the details. So if a question on an exam asks me what is the actual power consumption at resistor number two, then that was pretty simple because we worked through this entire process. Look, when you're taking an exam, don't be afraid to write these things down. Now, they're going to let you, they're going to give you a little scratch paper or a little marker or whatever. Uh, It's there for you to use it. Write it down uh, and, and do your math there. Don't be afraid to do that. You're going to have a calculator. Write things down, okay? So that was pretty simple series circuit. And no matter what you plug in, the values are going to work the same. Again, that's a total, that's a series circuit. Now, let's talk a little bit about a parallel circuit. Now, there's some tips to remember about a parallel circuit, okay? Whereas the parallel circuit is actually part of the current flow from the voltage source is going to go through every resistor, okay? So you've heard that old saying that that uh, path of least resistance. Well, really not the case when you deal in parallel is that basically the source, the current is going to flow through all available paths, okay? through It's going to flow through every resistor. Now, again, the amount of current is going to be proportional, again, uh, that type of thing. As it, as it goes through each thing, and of course in a parallel circuit, current is 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 additive, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But the one thing to remember in a parallel circuit is that the voltage from the source flows through each resistor equally. Okay, so the voltage remains the same throughout the entire circuit, whereas uh, when you're dealing with the series, it, it wasn't the case. Okay, voltage is the sum of the voltage drop at each one of the resistance points. Okay, and the current stayed the same. But when you're dealing with a parallel, the current actually uh, is additive, and the voltage is what remains the same. It's pretty neat how this one works out. Now, now I got to draw you a visual picture of what a parallel looks like. A parallel, just think of it as a ladder. You have two sides of the ladder, and you got the rungs that go between it. Okay, so you've got the one rung going across the bottom, and then you got each successive rung. Okay, but remember, it's it's a closed system, so it's just like the series U if I just described to you, except I'm adding some extra horizontal rungs in there, like on a ladder. Okay, so that's what you're looking at there. All right. So those are the things. So let's look at some basic principles that you have to remember. First thing to remember about parallel circuit is the total resistance is always going to be less than any one resistor. Okay. Uh, so and, and I'll explain that in a little more detail here in a second because that's going to help you get through one of those questions. It might give you, uh, you, you get to it and you can look right at it and tell which, which one of these answers, A, B, C, or D, would be the answer without even having to do the calculation, okay? Because the actual total resistance is, is going to be less than any, any one resistor on there. All right, next thing is remember that current is additive when it comes to dealing with parallels. Uh, One way to remember that in the PV industry is you have different strings and the actual current from each string is additive, okay? And remembering that each one of the actual panels that are being mounted in the string uh, represent them kind of, they're, they're installed in series, okay, as they run, okay? So the voltage is additive in the series where the current remained the same 
And when you're dealing with the parallel, it's the opposite in this. The current is actually additive and the voltage remains the same. Okay. All right. So that's one thing to remember. Current is additive. And again, we'll give you an example. Now, voltage remains the same throughout the entire circuit. And then voltage drop is the same as the voltage source in all resistors. Okay, so that voltage drop is going to remain the same, and we'll show you that kind of in a calculation. And then lastly, power is additive. Again, that's the same as it was for the series circuit. So once you have your actual consumption, you've done all the calculations, again, that circuit is, is what it is. It's going to have uh, the load is going to actually consume the power, and so it's additive, and we'll go over that example. Now, again, to remember that in the series circuit, if you had more, more resistors were added, if you just added more resistors in it, then the total the, the total resistance will increase because it's additive. The funny thing about a parallel circuit, and this should help you out, is, is that if more resistors are added in a parallel system, then the total resistance actually decreases. Okay, so that's the one thing to remember. So if you had that on an exam, is that the uh, resistance actually decreases in a parallel circuit, whereas in a series circuit, it increases, okay? Some things to remember. Now, what about that formula when we're dealing with the parallel circuit? Now, this is going to be difficult for me to express uh, because the other one was easy, okay? RT equals R1 plus R2 plus R3. That, that was simple. And this one, you've got a you got like a double uh, division thing going on. So you have a RT, which is your total resistance, equals 1 divided by 1 divided by R1 plus 1 divided by R2 plus 1 divided by R3, okay? So if you think about it, I'm trying to paint your picture, it'd be a 1, then you draw a line, a horizontal line, and then underneath it, you do like fractions. You go 1 with a line over R1, then you do plus, and then it'd be 1 with a line over R2, and then it'd be plus 1 with a line over R3, so you're going to be dividing the ones into the resistance on all of these in this example. And, and I, will, I will try my best to give you a visual on this audioly. Audioly. Is that even a word? I'm going to give you an audio, visual, whatever. Okay, so let's kind of go to the example. So in this, in this circuit, it's kind of the same U circuit, but instead we have two more rungs on it here. So we're not going to add the sides in here. We're just going to talk about the parallel component. So I've got a resistor 1, which is going to be 10 ohms. i got a resistor 2, it'll be 20 ohms. And i got a resistor 3, that'll be 30 ohms to kind of make it easy for the calculation. Uh, if you got a calculator, we will have to do a little calculation here, which shouldn't be too difficult. You might be able to do it in your head, but if you're good at multiplication, but it's much easier to have the calculator. Okay, remembering that formula... We now have to remember that I'm going to give you a quick tip for taking an exam. In this example here, if I have four answer choices and I've got a 10 ohms, a 20 ohms, and a 30 ohms in my example, but in my exam I have an A, B, C, or D, and one is 22 ohms, one is 13 ohms, one is 11 ohms, and then one is 5 ohms, I'm going to tell you that it's the, the remember when I said is the more you have, the less the resistance you'll get? So if you, you have a 10, a 20, and a 30, your answer is going to always be less than the 10. So whatever the answer was there, less than a 10. Now, if you have multiple answers less than 10, but you have two of them that are over 10, then you can immediately discount the two that are over 10. And you still, at least you reduce it down to a 50-50 chance. But I'm just trying to tell you that the total resistance 
will be less than any one of the resistors here. And I'm going to show you how that works. So in our example, the first thing that we're going to do is we have the 1 over 1 over R1 plus 1 over R2 plus 1 over R3. You're going to break that down. So you, you have to break it down in the simplest form and, and kind of work the math down. So the first thing we're going to do is handle the bottom part of the equation, which is the 1 over R1. And that R1 was 10 ohms. Okay, So you're going to do 1 divided by... 10 equals 0 0.10, or just 0.1. So that's your first value, so you write that down. The next one was 1 over R2. So then you're going to, remember, you got to solve it first. It's kind of like solving parentheses and brackets and all this kind of stuff. you got to solve the formulas first. And again, I apologize if you're not familiar with these formulas. This is going to be very difficult for you. But listen along, and then go back and look for the formula for doing uh, parallel uh, circuits and you're, you're going to get it. Trust me, you'll get it. It's not that difficult. Okay, so the next one will be 1 over 20 ohms. So it's 1 divided by 20 and that is going to be 0 0.05. So you write that down. The next one was 30 ohms. So it's going to be 1 divided by 30. And that's going to be 0, uh, let's see here, 0 0.03. Three, 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 three. So basically, you want to go all the way out to six places. Okay, so 0 0.03333. Okay, and so then you write that down. So the next thing you'll have is a your next part of the equation is 1 over 0 0.1. Okay, plus 0 0.05 plus. 0 0.033333. Okay, so then you have to do that. So you have to break that down even further so it makes it easier to do the math. So do the bottom part first. So it's going to be 0 0.1 plus 0 0.05 plus 0 0.0333. Let's see how many threes I got here. Three, three, three. Okay, six places. All right. And that equals 0 0.183333 in six places. Okay, so now I'm breaking this thing down. So now that takes me down to that. Now, now I've broken it down to the simplest form. Now I divide 1 into 0.183333. And that'll give me what my total resistance is. Now check what it is here. Let's do the math. So it's going to be 1 divided by 0 0.183333, and that's going to be 5.4545 rounded to 6, because we want to go out uh, those places. You really don't need to go that far out, but, you know, if you're looking on an exam, and it goes out four spaces or five spaces based on the answers that are in your exam, A, B, C, and D, then you can go out that many spaces as well. They're already on your calculator, so it's no big deal. So in this case, it's 5.45456 ohms of resistance. Well, did you notice that it is less than 10? Because of what we said earlier, the total resistance will be less than any one of the resistors. So it was 5.45 ohms. All right, so now you write that down. That is what you're going to need later on in your equation. So I write down the 5.45456, okay, which is rounded uh, in order to get your, your, your spacing out there, okay? All right, so now that's what our total ohms are. Now, 
Remember, we said current is additive. So I want to find what the current is at each one of these resistance points. So we did say the voltage stays the same, so we use our own chart. Now, what are we trying to solve for? We're trying to solve for current, right? So if we go back to our wheel, if we're trying to solve for amperes, then it would be the voltage divided by the, uh, the ohms. That's what it is on our chart here, my little pie chart, all right, or my little uh, EIR chart here, okay, uh, your ohms wheel. So that would be 120 divided by 10 equals 12 amperes. So at resistance 1, we have 12 amperes. And then let's see here, at R2, it's 120 okay, divided by 20, ampere, uh, 20 ohms, excuse me, that was what it was at R2. And that is 6 amperes. And then at R3, it's 120 divided by 30 ohms equals 4 amperes. So ironically enough, as you see here, the higher the resistance, the lower the current. Okay. So now, because we said that it is, the current is additive in this case, we will add these up. So it would be I1 plus I2 plus I3, which is 12 plus 6 plus 4. So this tells me that I have 22 amps of current on this parallel uh, circuit here. Now, let's take it even further. Let's say, okay, so remember that we said the voltage remains the same throughout each resistor? So it's easy to do that, do that math because we don't have to do anything. We already know that it's 120 volts at each one of the resistance points. That's what the voltage drop is. It drops 120 volts. It's the same as the source. Okay. So remember that one when you're when you're on an exam. The voltage is the same as the source in a parallel circuit, and that's why we use the 120 for those calculations there. Next thing you want to know what is the power. So we determine everything else. We know that power is additive, but we have to determine what the power consumption is at each one of these resistive points. So again, what do we know? We know the voltage, and we're, we're good at that, and we know the current. So now we're simply going to multiply and try to find the wattage. Remember, if you're Ohm's wheel, you put your finger over the P at the top for power, and that leaves what? You put your hand over the P, and that results in you needing an I times an E. And that would be the current times the voltage. So in this case, we're going to do 120 times 12 is 1440 watts. That's at resistance 1. The next one was at uh, 6 amperes. So we do 120 volts times 6 amps equals 720 watts. And then you've got resistor 3. It's 120 volts times 4 amps equals 480 watts. So again, we said watts are additive. So you take R1 plus R2 plus R3. So that was 1440 plus 720 plus 480. And let's do the math here. And I will add those up. 1400 plus 720 plus 480. And that equals 20, uh, 2640 watts. Okay. So that's what's going to give you there. Now, when all resistors in a parallel circuit are of equal value, remember that. So if they're all the same value, the resistance of one resistor can be divided by the number of resistors to find the total resistance of the circuit. 
Okay, so that's kind of a, a cheating way to do it if they're all exactly the same. So if you have an example on an exam where all of those, and I'm probably not going to have that, but if all of the resistors are equal, okay, then the resistance of one resistor, can any, that one resistor, because they're equal, can be divided by the number of resistors, this is four of them, whatever, to find the total resistance of the circuit. It's, just, it's really just that simple to do. Okay, and that's if they're all the same. I gave you an example where they're all, you know, they're all different, kind of make it easier to, to understand. So, and anyway, that was kind of an audio lesson on how to do series and parallels. Where would you use this in everyday practice? Well, again, if I'm in the PV industry and I'm dealing with strings and all these arrays or, or, or little panels are, are put together in series, and so if I put them all in series, then as I string these things out, the voltage becomes additive, and that's how you add these up in order to get your higher voltage, and the current remains the same, but the voltage is added. Then when I come back and bring these strings back, then it kind of changes because now we're dealing in parallel strings, and then the current from each one of these strings becomes additive at that point. You see what I'm saying? And the voltage stays the same, okay? Throughout things, so kind of neat to look how that functions. Uh, I don't think that's what the actual submitter was dealing with PV, but that's kind of how you deal with it. Uh, when I think of a flashlight and I put two D cell batteries in there, I'm putting them in series, and the reason I'm doing that is because I need them to to add the voltage together. Okay, um, so the current doesn't change; it's the voltage that changes. Anyway. That's a good lesson today. Hopefully you got something out of it. Again, look for a video to come out shortly. If you like the video and, and you want to you wanna see me do a video on the basic Ohm's Law calculations for exam prep, uh, I am going to do one that's going to show you how to do series and parallel circuits, and you break them down into the most simplest form. Uh, we will do that on a video, so hopefully stay tuned for that. I want to thanks for listening to our podcast, I like to say. Uh, if you have any questions, please, by all means, email me. Again, we're converting this over to a nonprofit because, look, I've spent my whole life in the electrical industry. Uh, I've been many times ridiculed by saying it's all about me. I mean, tell you, if anybody's been listening to any of my shows or any podcasts or any videos for the years that I've been doing this, you can see that I'm not in it for anything. I'm not in it here to make money. I don't sell all this kind of stuff. Every now and then I do something for sale because we need to keep it and pay for the websites and all that kind of stuff. But I've got a day job. I do this because I love to do it. Uh, my day job, I work for Encore Wire Corporation and I love what I do. In the evenings and in weekends and things like that, I do this type of stuff because I want to give back to the industry. It's an industry that I love. I'm an electrician at heart. And I love helping people learn the National Electrical Code. I love helping people learn the basics. Do I know everything? Most certainly I do not. I learn something new every day of my life. Because you know what? If I didn't learn something new, I'd be doing something else. Because I would get bored out of my mind. Because I have a massive case of ADD. I get totally... Well, if any of you have listened to me for a while, you know this is true. So... God bless all of you. Thanks for listening. I hopefully I helped somebody out. Share it with other people. Visit our website at masterthenec.com or go to electricalcodeacademy.com. Again, all of those are also available in .net and .org as well. 
Um, and hopefully you, you enjoyed it. Go over into our YouTube channel and search for Master of the NEC or go to our website and you can actually click and get there. Hopefully you join our forum that's on Facebook. Go to our Master of the NEC Facebook and join our private group if you're studying for your exam because I'll answer all your questions in there with the other fine folk that are in there who will help get you those answers you need. Remember, you can email me at any time. Visit our website. God bless. Until next time, hey, stay safe out there.